0: following program contains important but graphic material these topics are designed to foster discussion but may be objectionable to some listener discretion is advised welcome to exploited crimes against humanity this program is a training program on human trafficking sextortion Social media exploitation and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton.
1: Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton and we are at the end of the year of 2019. Is that just hard to believe? We are getting ready for 2020, and it is set to be an historic year, and we are preparing for that, and that's what we're going to talk about today. One of the things that you can do to prepare for that is attend our advanced training symposium that we have on January 11th in Riverside, California, at the Harvest Christian or Harvest Fellowship Church. Uh, They are amazing folks over there, and they've been kind enough to allow us to. to set up in their uh, loft area, which is just a beautiful facility for holding something like this, uh, we are got a list of speakers that'll just turn your head. I think that this is probably the most powerful, the most professional human trafficking event of the year, and it will cover a lot more than human trafficking. We're also going to be talking not just sex trafficking, but also some labor trafficking. Uh, we will really get deep into things related to technology and sextortion. Uh, we're going to have some amazing folks there. First of all, our sheriff uh, is going to open it up, and our district attorney—that's that's important. We're going to be having a uh, Paul Chang. He's the Western Regional Anti Human Trafficking Coordinator for the U.S. Department of Labor. A lot more going on in labor trafficking than anyone would believe. It sounds boring uh, at first until you start to understand. Many people are being exploited in that realm. We're going to have Nancy Agari. She's amazing. Uh, She is uh, someone you don't want to miss. She has spent her last 15 years as a crime analyst. So what is that? You know those folks over like at NCIS and all those that have the girl that sit at the computer and come up with all the whiz-bang background stuff and like that. Well, in a world without borders, which we're entering into this next year, what what you'll see is that crime analyst position is one of the most important positions of all crime solving. Because what will happen there, in in fact, I would often uh, say that In the future, what you'll see is the crime uh, investigation will start online and then go to Boots on the Ground. You'll find the crime online and then go to Boots on the Ground to do the solving. And I believe that it will change crime and crime solving. Basically, what happens now is that they see, especially in a crime, let's say sex trafficking crime, what will happen there is that they will uh, turn that the information, get information that a, a young person is being violated or a, 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 an adult is being violated sexually, Uh, And so, and that, you know, it's being done by this particular pimp or that particular gang member, but they move around, uh, they move the victims around, like here in Southern California, if you start in Riverside, it's not uncommon for you to end up in Modesto or Fresno and Oakland or Las Vegas or San Diego. And so a lot of the background has to take place by investigating through technology. So uh, someone like Nancy, now she no longer uh, works at that role, but she has 15 years experience at it. She's now teaching uh, others on how to do that role and quite a bit of other stuff about human trafficking. She's, uh, I believe, an assistant or a professor at uh, Riverside uh, College out here. And so, but she has a wealth of knowledge about how that goes about. I also, we also are going to have uh, Dr. Julie Taylor. Julie is on our board of uh, Million Kids. A lot of people think I'm the only person apparently involved, but she also is just a whiz-bang person. Uh, She has her PhD in human trafficking and uh, has a real interest in legislation and some of the things that are going on in legislation. And I can tell you, she makes legislation sound sexy. <laughs> I know, you know, when you hear you're going to talk about legislation, you're like, really? I think I'll go out to lunch there. But no, there are, there are so many things taking place right now in legislation. Right now, here in uh, California, we actually have a group of people that are are trying to take on the FOSTA and SESTA law that was signed into uh, law earlier this year by President Trump. And uh, they're trying to diminish that law here in California. So we'll talk about uh, some of those kinds of things. And she's going to talk about the big discussion about you know, what happens when you legalize prostitution, or should that be done? Will that fix sex trafficking? So we're going to have all that. We're going to have a uh, Homeland Security agent from Internet Crimes Against Children. He's going to talk a little bit about what ICAC does and uh, how to report and the kinds of crimes and some of the statistics. But the real bang-up on this symposium, quite frankly, in my opinion, is going to be, That we are going to have Riverside County Anti-Human Trafficking Task Force investigators. They're going to get 80 minutes, and that's a long time in a symposium, and they are going to dissect and share with you what it's like to investigate a real crime. Uh, I'm not sure which crimes they picked. I know one of them is a gorilla pimp and uh, he was bad he was really bad and this is one of our female officers that took him down by the way and and got the prosecution through court and uh, he had in our out here in our area he had recruited 28 girls 28 that's a huge number and he was extremely violent and he broke them he He burned them, he cut them, he beat them, he raped them, and he sent them all over the United States in sex trafficking. One of the things that you'll soon learn from this symposium is that these crimes have changed a lot. Very seldom do we just find one pimp and a couple, three girls. Uh, These are becoming parts of large-scale gangs that join forces with each other and, um, and move people around so it's hard to locate them. One of the other people that we're going to have is um, Lowell Smith. He is the department chair at La Sierra University for the School of Criminal Justice. Now, I had him on here last week, and he's a fascinating guy. His background is working with gangs and gangs in trafficking and also white supremism and terrorism and homegrown violent extremism. Uh, some of these white supremacist groups even have gotten into some of the sex trafficking. And so he's going to be talking about you know what it's like to work with them, how it works, and the dynamics, and I'm gonna follow him with some of the trends that are taking place in gang trafficking. And then I'm gonna close the thing out for the last hour and a half. We're gonna get deep in there about the latest technologies and how this is changing everything. And that's what the rest of this show is going to be about for what it's worth. <clears throat> we are, excuse me, I'm frogging my throat here. <laughs> anyway, uh, we are headed into 2020. It will be an historical time in all of history, and I've been working with a couple of producers trying to get uh, laying out the background for the the uh, documentary I want to make. We've been very fortunate that San Manuel Casinos come forward with money, and Newport Beach Exchange Club, and. And some other individuals that have come forward with some money and we're beginning to do the whiteboard process. And I want to share some of those thoughts with you in the rest of this particular show. We're going to be talking about 2020 and what it means. What does it really mean to live in a world without borders and a home without walls? As we began to ferret it out, you know, I've written a book on this. I'd encourage you to uh, to buy that book called Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. And we truly are in a historical era. And uh, it it is... Uh, a fascinating time. What the where we're at in a timeline of history, and the life that you're living today. You're you're almost like lab rats in the greatest societal experiment of all time. Uh, and and the trouble is, your children are also the lab rats in it. And uh, it is uh, while it's intriguing, it's exciting, it's also a bit terrifying. It has uh, opportunity, but it has fear and danger. And um, I really want to get into the elements of that as we go into the next section here. But in the meantime, if you're interested in attending this symposium, it is January 11th. Uh, We will be taking registration up till January 9th. You go to millionkids.org, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, millionkids.org. And you go online. It is twenty dollars to register, and we highly encourage you to buy a sandwich while you're there, so that'll make it thirty-one, I think, um, because this is at the Harvest Church, and there isn't uh, anything too far away. And quite frankly, it was our experience when we ran this last year that nobody wanted to leave for lunch. That, uh, in fact, people were like racing out to go to the bathroom; they didn't want to miss a thing. This is going to be one packed. Uh, symposium. It is not going to drag one minute. You will have more information given to you in a seven-hour period than you can get anywhere else in the United States, I guarantee you. So I encourage you to go to the uh, Million Kids or go to Facebook Million Kids and and register online there um, and get your seat. We uh, just released it about 10 days ago. We're already Uh, more than a third of the capacity already filled up. Uh, We believe that as we get past Christmas and start to promote it, and we haven't really started any of the promotion that it will fill up very quickly because that's what happened last time, and uh, we actually had to turn people away last time, and I think that this will happen again this year. Very exciting conference, very exciting information and that is on January 11th. Go to me and kids and sign up. With that in the next section now, I really want to get into what does it really mean to live in 2020 with the historical technical changes, the technology changes. We're, we're truly entering the technical revolution, the digital revolution. And uh, it changes everything. And uh, so I really, you know, one one of the first things, just give you a hint before we go to break here, is Pedophiles do not have to sit around and ferret out and find your child. Your child is out there on the global stage twerking in their little halter top, seducing in the pedophile. And then it will be a world without borders. And we must start to get our kids ready for this because it changes absolutely everything when it comes to sex crimes. It'll change it on how police solve those crimes And it'll change it on how that pedophile interacts with your child. And more important, it'll change how your child interacts with that pedophile. So we got to get ready for that. Stay with us. We're up against that break. We're going to be right back.
2: Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: back to Exploited! Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton.
1: Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited! Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton and we are going to talk about online sex crimes in 2020. As many of you know, I wrote the book Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, Home Without Walls. I'm in the process of updating and I might re-release it this next year. I'm not sure Uh, It is still very, very current and like that, but I really want you to think about what it means because the year 2020 is set to be an historic event. For me, it's a lot like Y2K or um, even remember the old movie, This Ages Me, but remember the movie 2001, and 2001 seems so far away. Well, 2020 is here, folks, and uh, I've been talking about it for a year and a half now. What is about to happen? And I believe it will be historic, especially when it comes to the world of combating sex crimes, Internet sex crimes. So I want to spend the next uh, rest of this podcast talking about why that is. One of the first things that will impact it. Well, first of all, as you know, because of 5G, the entire world is expected to be connected by Internet. And uh, it means everything. It changes everything. This is an historic event. It is World-changing, it is personal changing. It is not just a world without borders for each other. It is a home without walls now. That means mom and dad, you no longer are going to be the primary influence on your child if your child lives on social media, which most children now do. Because of the fact that total strangers now will be talking to your kids about morality, spirituality, sexuality, Things that you considered the Holy Grail for you. So it's going to change how you parent. Uh, We cannot just go around saying, thou shall not, thou shall not, thou shall not. We must create leaders of our young people to understand the world they live in. And that's a different kind of parenting. The challenge with this is that mom and dad, you don't really know all about it yourself. So how are you going to teach your child? That's one of the first challenges for 2020 is how do I get you as a parent up to date? You don't have to know every app. You don't have to know every uh, kind of game that's out there. But you must get involved with your child's technology. That means no apps go on the phone unless you understand how they work and you and your child can sit down and have dialogue about them. You see, the problem it is that we just wag our finger and say, no, no, no. And I'm not against you know taking the phone away in the right place or not giving it to them if they're not mature enough. But what we have to do is understand the world that we live in. And that is why I'm creating the documentary, uh, the Societal Shift documentary, is I want our kids to understand how the Internet's made and where naked photos go when you hit send. Uh, Who wants them and where do they go and why do they want them? And why do they want your information and how do they build relationships with you? I'll tell you why this is so important. One of the first trends that's going to happen in 2020, and it is just a continuation of what is happening in 2019, is for whatever reason, parents, perfectly sane parents, are giving their child phones at seven, eight, nine, ten years old. Now I get the child wants it. I get that. You know, when I was when I was uh, young, I wanted older things also. But we have to understand that a phone is an adult device. And one of the challenges here is is that many of the apps will say, and the, the parent, if the, if the child gets violated, the parent blames the app. That, that is just insane to me that that's happening, especially on an app like TikTok. They make it very clear that you have to be at least 12 years old to be on TikTok. And yet I see case after case where the parents on TV after the child's been violated saying, you know, that man came into my child's bedroom and took her innocence. No, that is not true. That man did not come into the child's bedroom. You gave them the key. You're supposed to be 12 years old. That's the first thing that's got to happen if we're going to turn this around is parents need to ask how old they should be and honor that. I remember when Grand Theft Auto came out, where you paid, you know, 20, 50, 70 bucks to have virtual sex with a virtual prostitute and killer. And I was at a high school and I did a, a survey 475 kids, and out of them, 300 of them had Grand Theft Auto. You're supposed to be 18. I'd be amazed if there were five people in that room that were 18 years old. And almost three-quarters of them had it. And out of 475, 300 of them had raised their hand and said, yes, they had paid money and had sex with that prostitute. And 200 of them said they killed it, killed the prostitute to get the money back. And I asked them how they felt about it. And two of them said, yeah, they cared. The rest of them said, no, it's just a game. The point is you're supposed to be 18 on that game. You're supposed to be 12 on TikTok. But what do we do in a world without borders when you put an 8-year-old on there? Here's the challenge with what is going on here is that what is happening is that it's a world without borders for pedophiles too. The online world is a filtered reality, okay? And it seems like a world with no consequences, Kids feel like they can do about anything and not have any consequences. They can kill in the video game and killing isn't real, so it's okay. They can have sex because sex isn't real. It's not a sin to do that. That that's what they'll tell you. One fourth of one particular audience told me sin on the internet's not sin. Because it's not real. That's what I mean by an online world is a filtered reality. So because of that, it allows one way seeking of attention to a global audience. So what you see on an app like TikTok, that you know, if you if your child is on TikTok and they're under twelve, I you know, I'm only gonna blame the parent. Because there's very specific things that are supposed to happen on that app. Think about that app. You're no longer talking. And if you don't know that, Google it or follow us at Million Kids on Facebook. And you will see case after case where kids are involved with TikTok or like. And they're not bad apps. They're being misused by parents and children. And I'm going to be real blunt on that. Yeah, they're being misused by parents and children because parents aren't asking how old and abiding by the rules. So that makes them misused on there. And that child has a greater chance of being violated and, and being out there in there because of the fact. can't talk this morning. Sorry. But, but because of the fact, what happens on TikTok is the pedophile no longer has to seek out your child. Your child is in a filtered reality believing that they're going to go viral, they're going to get the most followers, they're going to have the most people after them, and they will, especially when they're out there twerking and dancing in their little midriff or halter top. All a pedophile has to do is sign up and wait because that, that photo is going out to millions of kids. When you find out that you have a million likes, okay, that's cool. You have a million likes. That means a million people saw you and liked you, but they can also text back to you and say, hey, you're very talented. Meet me on Instagram. Send me more of those videos. We'll see if we can't get you famous. Your child is on there because they want attention. They want to go viral. They want to be accepted, except they're unable to visualize the people that are on the other line. And on top of it, a pedophile no longer has to seek them out and try to warm them up and groom them. Your child is on there because they want attention. So what do we mean by a world without borders? Just that. When an 11-year-old can go on there and have a million followers – at least 10,000 of them are going to be pedophiles that can reach your child and can go back there and talk to your child and your child wants that attention so it is an online world is a filtered reality if you can't sit down and have that discussion with your child and monitor every video that goes out there and have that discussion of going okay you now have 57,000 followers who are these people And what kind of text back are you getting? I want to see every text. And are you dressed appropriately for that? You see, the technology isn't bad. And it is just beginning. As we go into 2020, probably by the end of 2020, your average teenager will have over a million followers on a regular basis. And they might have five or ten million. They literally are walking into a world without borders. And we, mom and dad, have to prepare them to get ready for it. Otherwise, we as law enforcement are going to have more crimes than we'll ever be able to even report, let alone investigate. This is happening when a child goes through puberty, when they get their sexual identity, their moral identity, and it will change their life forever and make them much more likely to be a future victim of sex trafficking more important is setting the stage for their younger brothers and sisters and the next generation of kids who are going to live in a world without borders. And some of them are going to get violated. This is Opal Singleton. I have exploited crimes against humanity. We'll be right back.
2: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com.
1: Safe from predators.
0: Seduced. leaders and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton.
1: Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about what is about to happen in 2020. It will be an historic year as our world really goes upside down based on technology. Now, I want to make something very clear. I'm not against technology in any way, shape or form. I love it. I live it. And like that, but I also am a person that has studied trends uh, in technology and crime and crime-solving now for 12 years uh, with the idea of how do we get ahead of this to – how do we prepare law enforcement to get ahead of it? And more important, as I see it, I want to also prepare families to get ahead of it because law enforcement cannot handle this all by themselves. I don't care how good they are. Because you're about to get encryption, you're about to have cryptocurrency tied to mass audience live streaming. In other words, while your child is out there twerking and getting the most uh, likes out there and the most followers, in about six months or less, there is going to be a global cryptocurrency war where... And where cryptocurrency like Bitcoin will be tied to social media, it'll be tied to things like Facebook and TikTok and like that, you'll be able to sell those videos out there, you'll be able to sell product. Now, it will change the world. There's there's many good things about that. You'll be able to have home shopping right there in your kitchen, okay? And you can put on your own cooking show and maybe sell a book on your recipes or something like that or a subscription to your recipes because you'll be able to take money along with it. You can do that right now a little bit with Snapchat. Uh, I looked at They, they call it SnapCash. You know, There's all kinds of sites on there that say now you can make money selling nudes on SnapCash. And uh, what do we mean? We're talking about amateur pornography. We're talking about people who film themselves in a sex act on a Snapchat and... And they sell it and get money. And it is one of the fastest growing segments on Pornhub. So you are about to see that explode globally as China, with the People's Republic of China, issue their own Bitcoin as if it takes off, if it's allowed to ever get out of Congress. I can't imagine that with all that's going on in Congress today. But, you know, uh, Maxine Waters is tearing into uh, To uh, Zuckerberg, because, you know, for a lot of reasons, but number one reason is they're concerned. He wants to issue his own cryptocurrency, and uh, not just with Facebook, but it'll be tied to those apps, and it'll go out to a billion people, and they are concerned it might disrupt the U.S. dollar. Somewhere along the line, there will be cryptocurrency, even if it doesn't come out of the United States, because the Congress blocks it, China which, by the way, ByteDance is a Chinese company that owns TikTok. They will come out with it. And by the way, from what I'm hearing, it's supposed to be a much faster transaction than even Libra, which can't get out of Congress. So all of these are about to change, which will mean that if you're going to put a child on the Internet, they better be mature enough to understand the world in which they live in. That is why we want to make this documentary. If you want to help us fund this documentary, I'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, And there you can do that by going to millionkids.org and hit uh, donate and help us do that. We have started the process. It'll probably be several months to get it out. But I want kids to understand that what it's like to live in a world with no borders and a home with no walls. Because total strangers now are where your kid is seeking attention. In other words, when they were on there with their Instagram and prior to that their Facebook, they're seeking attention, they would put on their latest bathing suit, and everybody would go like, and I love this and like that, but it isn't like that anymore. You do not know who you're talking to on TikTok. You go out to the entire world. So the difference here is our kids are putting them out there. The pedophile are forming large-scale communities, and they're taking advantage of the fact that our kids need attention, and we are giving them devices that will introduce them to the pedophile. And that is exactly what is happening in this case. The problem is how do you deal with a 7- or 8-year-old who is out there looking for that attention? And more and more of these cases, the kid is younger and younger. They don't know how to masturbate. Sorry about my language, but they don't. Uh, so what happens? These pedophiles have other kids that they got to Play sex with the dog. Yeah, I'm getting real coarse on you here, but I see this stuff. One of the things that's happening in a world without borders is evil is getting more evil. Uh, You know, our kids are seeing sex in animated video game pornography long before they even have the sex talk. And it's a game to them. It's being presented as a game. And there are no limits in animation. It isn't like you're having a relationship, a sexual relationship between two caring adults, okay? These are kids playing an animation that are being subjected to and submitted to where they can see sexual acts. And the pedophile will talk to this kid, and the kid thinks that they're reaching somebody really important, some rocker or some rap guy or somebody who thinks they're really, really cute. And think about it. When you're 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 years old, you need a lot of attention. You do things for attention. You you do things to impress your grandma. You do things to impress your folks. You do things to impress the boy or girl next door. That inclusion factor cannot be overstated. That need for acceptance. And so now we put them on the world stage when they don't even know what sex is. So what does a pedophile do? They have an inventory of photos and videos and they, once they start talking and they build that relationship with the child, they show it to the child and get the child to emulate it. And the child will do it because they don't understand what about the sex act is going on, but they want to please the person on the other end, which takes me to the next step of the what will happen in the global community of 2020 is that when you have relationships on the Internet, they are based on fantasy. Many of you have read my book, Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers. Pedophiles, when they meet you on the Internet, the first thing they do is take you to another app so they can control you and make sure you're not a cop. And then they began to let you have all your fantasies they ask a lot of questions and you answer and they feed those fantasies it is an electronic kind of grooming very similar to what pimps do when they're grooming a, a young girl to get out into commercial sex they you know you can have money you're beautiful people like you you're very attractive you know you're going to be very popular and when you're seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve years old, all of that is just piece of cake on the internet, because the internet world allows our kid a level of privacy. It is an interesting thing that we're seeing. Parents are giving away their autonomy, their privacy, their sense of uh, leadership, uh, their. Their level of authority, they're giving that away when they buy a very young person a cell phone because literally you've just taken away the walls to your home. There are no walls as long as your child is on that cell phone because total strangers will begin to impact your child. And the problem of it is they can't visualize. They're not old enough, they're not mature enough to visualize who that other person is. And we all want what we want, okay? We all want to live in a world where we can have everything we want and people think we're wonderful and that we're very successful and we're getting a lot of attention and, you know, that we've gone viral. Except what does that mean? Going viral is not success for a nine-year-old. Going viral for a nine-year-old means that they now have been accessed by more pedophiles than they could ever have in their life prior to getting that phone. So if you look at your child's phone and they have 50,000 followers, I want you to think that at least 1% of them are pedophiles. Nobody really knows, but I can tell you, if you follow me at all, two weeks ago, they found a child pornography ring out of South Korea that had over a million subscribers. Do you understand what I mean by a world without borders? Your child twerks, they get them to take the top off, let's say they're nine years old, pedophiles all over the world will pay to get that photo. They'll talk her into taking her little panties off, and she will get more virtual coins for reward, and she thinks she's really hot And she does not understand that virtual coins have no value. She is processing it based on her perceived value of acceptance in a world out there with people that she can't see. And that photo, if it got into that ring, will go out to over a million people. And they will sell it and they will trade it and your child's life will be changed forever And it is you, mom and dad, who made that decision without understanding what it means to live in a world of 2020, a world without borders, a home without walls. I say we back up on this. We need to talk in terms of letting kids on the Internet when they're mature enough to understand how the Internet is made, how it works, where naked photos go. And when they're not mature enough, we do not just literally, uh, you know, it is the virtual equivalent of putting your 8-year-old in the car and driving her down to the strip club and seeing how many people there really like her when she twerks. When you go on the World Wide Web and you go on one of these sites and you're twerking and dancing so you can get followers, you're going to get followers all right but they are not people who will respect your child and take care of her and protect her innocence and care for her and admire her for who she is. They, it is a feeding frenzy, and that's what we mean in A World Without Borders. When you're mature enough, let's say TikTok says you have to be 12, and you've sat down with your child and you show them how TikTok works and what it means to be on the World Wide Web, And how it all works, and as I get this documentary done, you can show them the documentary, then your child has enough maturity to know what is right, what is wrong, and when somebody might want something bad for them. But anything less than that, that TikTok developer knows exactly what they're doing when they say you need to be 12. And it's about time that we take a look at what they're saying and follow their recommendation. Even 12 on that app could be a bit scary. My name is Opal Singleton. It's Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are up against that break, and we're going to be right back.
2: Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com.
0: Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton.
1: Well, hello, and thank you for listening today. I know I'm a bit on a rant, but uh, this is like gurgling in my soul, if you will, uh, as I start to develop this documentary and realize the depth of the impact of ...what all of this means. One of the greatest factors, and I'm kind of sorry that I've gotten to the last segment, so if you're still listening with me, I appreciate you doing this because I sort through what this really means. And one of the things that I that comes to mind here that has nothing to do with technology but everything to do with parenting in a world without borders is to begin to talk to your child about relationships and the value of a relationship and how relationships are changed. Because what will often happen, this is deep in my book, uh, uh, Seduced, but I really want you to listen to this, especially if you're law enforcement or a parent, because it means everything. If we're going to put kids on the World Wide Web before they have cognitive reasoning, We need to set them down and explain the difference in real-life relationships and online relationships because it's one of my observations as I look at this case after case after case of these kids being violated is that they don't get the difference. They use the same loyalty, the same, well, why did you you talk to an 8-year-old? Why did you send that photo? Well, I wanted him to like me. I didn't want him to get mad at me. I wanted to please him. And, you know, there is a huge difference between a family relationship, close friends that you know, uh, friends on the Internet, and then being in a world of people you don't know and still – using the same real-life emotions to evaluate that. That is the danger of putting prepubescent kids on a cell phone, is they are using real-life emotions to evaluate it. And by the way, they will use those same real-life emotions when they get uh, violated and when they get into a shame-based situation where the guy then begins to blackmail them, the intensity of that kind of shame when you're only 9, 10, 11 years old will change who you are forever. And uh, and so for us to put them out there without having that discussion is really uh, an anomaly to me that as we go into the next world, we we need to talk to them about you know needing approval of people they've never met, versing versus being accepted by people you know and trust and can evaluate, and without having had that discussion, I can't even imagine putting a child on the internet because. You know, what I see this over and over and over as these kids. It, it, I would tell you it will affect a family. When you see that that video of your child talking to a pedophile, not being able to comprehend that they're a pedophile, and being cute and being coy and doing what they're telling them to do and showing them how to commit these acts. And then the child keeps doing that because they want to be loved. I think that the biggest weapon for a parent, as I analyze how all of this is going next year, is never, ever put a child on a cell phone until you sit down and talk about the difference between a relationship of someone you know, the relationship of someone that you know well, a relationship of someone you know of, And a relationship of someone you don't know and cannot see. And this is important because all of these apps are based on getting approval of people they've never met. And that is the desirable thing now online is to get the most likes, the most followers, and get the most approval. And more important, to get discovered. And so you have to have this discussion about their self-worth. Uh, What happens if they don't get discovered? Uh, Who are they being discovered by? How can they possibly know if that person who is discovering them really has good intent? How can you evaluate an exploitive relationship online? How can you evaluate an empowering relationship? How can you tell if you're talking to a good guy or a bad guy? To put a child in a world like that without having that discussion is just absolutely suicide, in my opinion. You are literally changing your child's life forever. And I believe that if we're going to put our kids younger and younger on a world without borders, we better start with that conversation and you know, teach our kids cognitive reasoning skills and evaluation of relationship or they're going to get hurt. I guarantee it. My name is Opal Singleton. This show is called Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This show is brought to you by Million Kids. Million Kids serves as the training and outreach coordinator for the Riverside County Anti Human Trafficking Task Force. We set with real kids that are being violated. We set with parents who have kids in trouble. If you know of any situation like that, please report it at 1 888 That number is also on our website website, please follow me and kids on org. go to me and kids Facebook, hit like, order our books, come to our symposium on January 11th, and if you have it in your heart to support this company financially this year, this 501c3 nonprofit, emphasis on non and profit, uh, we need you, we need your support, a lot of people are going to hit you up for money over the next 7 days, 10 days, as you go into the end of the year. I'm going to tell you that if you invest in me and kids, you are investing in your kids and your grandkids' future, and we are going to do everything we can to keep your kids safe from predators. We appreciate your support. Go to millionkids.org and hit Donate. I appreciate you. You folks have Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and we'll talk to you probably right about 2020. It's going to be a bang-up year. Scary, but we're going to take it on, and we're going to win.